you are about to watch Plerud by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna. As he brings to you a message from God's Word, that will build you up and make you complete in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 15 verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. We pray that as you watch this teaching you will receive the empowerment to bear much fruit in Christ. Now listen. And to give his fourth times that God, the fourth times that God gave to Jesus, and we give the Father, Abba gave to Yeshua, is to be made like his people. To be made like his people. Now, hear me very well. Like Jesus was with Elohim in heaven before he came to earth. He was not made like his people. Are we together? He was God. The Son of God. No, having no flesh and bone, he was God. But for him to come and save humanity, he had to be made like humanity. And you understand what I'm saying? Praise God. Now, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 to 17 says, So Jesus speaks about people as his children. Amen. He says, I'm using easy English translation. He says, So Jesus speaks about people as his children. And because we, we all have human bodies, Jesus himself became human like us. So then, he died to destroy the devil and the devil's power over death. We were like slaves all our lives because we were so afraid of death. Can you imagine? That's how we lived. Slaves, we are afraid of death. But Jesus has made us free. It is clear that Jesus did not come to help the angels. It is clear that he did not come to help who? The angels. He came to help all those people who are Abraham's family. That's what Jesus came to do two things. He came to do, to, to, he came to do the will of his father, which he came to do the will of his father. And the will of his father entails fulfilling the law, fulfilling the, the duties of being the son of God and fulfilling the duties of being the son of Abraham. Fulfilling the duties of being the son of God means him coming as the last Adam. Adam is called the son of God. They come in as the last Adam, and that was to condemn sin in the flesh. Fulfilling the duties of the son of Abraham means what? Galatians 3:10. But Christ has come from the cross of the Lord. Even the cross of the Lord, as I just said, cross is any more than hanging on the tree. And the blessing of Abraham will come to him. So fulfilling the duties of being the son of Abraham meant he came to destroy the cross of the law, so the blessing of Abraham can flow from Abraham to everyone who is of Abraham. And I went together. That's the two duties he came to do. As a son of God, or rather put as a son of man also, and also as a son of Abraham. Two important duties. Alright. Now, those people really believe God like Abraham believed him. 17. For this reason, Jesus became completely like us because we are his brothers and sisters. He became our kind, chief priest. Understands us. He always obeys God and he serves God on our behalf. Jesus died so that God could forgive us. God needs to forgive us for everything that we do wrong. So Jesus has brought us near to God. Wow. I love this rendition. I don't want to be to the King James at all. But this tradition makes it very easy. Even if you don't preach, babies can understand it. Children can understand it. It makes it very what? 
easy for us to understand. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. John chapter 1 verse 4, it says, And the Word was made flesh in James, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. These are two anchor scriptures. Holy Spirit grant us revelation and insight this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, so the question comes in, why was Jesus made flesh? Why was Jesus made flesh? That's why we want to answer some questions this morning, and then we can understand how we can enforce the peace of Jesus. This information is very important to us as children of God because, you see, we live in an informed world. Amen. Life thrives on information. The more informed you are, the more successful you become. Is that not so? The more informed you are, and the more you implement your information, the more successful you are. The less informed you are, the more deformed you are. Praise God. So we need more information to thrive and succeed in this world we live in. Number one, Jesus was made flesh so that he can be our great and perfect idols. This could only be achieved on the grounds of him being touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Why he was made flesh was that so he got why was he made like us? Why was he why why did he have to become like his people? If you look at this translation, see he says he was made to be at his brothers and what sisters, and he was made like us. Why was he made like his brothers and sisters? You see, what we must understand is that for divine intervention to happen in physical operation, divinity must come to humanity. I know something, yes. yeah. That all the parties they have what they call a chief priest, that also because for, 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 the, for the supernatural to have contact with the natural, there must be a contact point and a medium of communication. And you know something? There must be a medium of communication, there must be a medium of relationship. So, for divine intervention to take place in human operation, there must be a physical manifestation. Come to be, they have come to be minister. You see, the problem with the way most people view the operations of the supernatural is that they see it as something that does not want to interact with them. Are you understand what I'm saying? Now you have a chief priest. That's where the devil bewilders his people and gives them a confusion. You have a chief priest, and the chief priest lives in one bush in a shrine. Are you understand what I'm saying? He only comes up once in a year. And it only comes up when there is a message to give to the people, or when there is a problem looming in the city. And they come to meet for consultation once when there is a problem or when they need an advice. Now, when you have such an operation, that is the devil operates. The devil can never be like us. Are you getting me? For him to interact with us, he can never be like us. He can never have a close relationship with us. And that's why God had to remove the first order of priesthood because he saw that it was making or praise the way the devil operates. There was no close contact. Are you understand what I'm saying? He looked at the of God who has so many times in, 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 in so many times in the past spoke through prophets. As in these times, spoken through what he saw Jesus. Why God spoke through prophets? The prophets most of the time were already living on their own, but some of the time they lived among the people. Are you understand what I'm saying? Now, when God spoke through prophets, it was there was no the mix was not really much, and you get what I'm saying. And if you look at the diabolical operations, the chief priest does not mix with the 
them or whatsoever. And it's so perfect to start. Even men of God are taking that same approach that God detests. When Jesus came, the Bible said, He became like His own. The Bible said, He ate like them. He trekked like them. Imagine Jesus trekking 20 miles. I was talking with Pastor when we were reading our Bible story about children. And we saw when Jesus trekked over 20 miles to the city of Nain also. Just to this, one boy, one boy, one boy, one boy. He trekked over 20 miles. I said, If Jesus had to be in our time, he would have been riding horses anyhow. Why trekking or not trekking? Just for one boy. Sometimes you see trek a long journey and he's tired. Just for one woman and the Samaritan woman. All the journeys upon journeys, trekking, trekking for one person. Why? 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 Because he had to be like his brothers and sisters for him to really impact them. That's the reason why some people do not believe in the Messiah's form. Because he looked too normal for them. Uh, you know something? He looked too normal for them. He looked too much like them to be, to be God. Yeah, you, you get it. See, for him to be God, he has to be out of the normal. We don't, that's why he told them, he said, John the Baptist came. And he was in the bush, eating locusts and white honey, and wearing animal clothing. And you called him a demon. Ah! Now the soul of man has come, and he's eating with you, and you call him a neutral. What is your problem? What is your problem? But God from inception has never wanted to be far from his people. He has always wanted to be like us. Now, if God does not want to resemble us, or we resemble, why would he not be on his image and likeness? He didn't just make man in his image, he made man also in his own likeness. Because he doesn't want, when God stands with man, he doesn't want us to differentiate each other. Say, mm. <laughs> so, okay, this is God. This is man. No, 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 that's not the idea. That's what the Bible says. When the disciples, when Judas kind of led the host of of, of soldiers to come and betray Jesus. What happened? They could not differentiate Jesus from the disciples. It's called the mystery of God. Could Jesus took them for three and a half years? He was taking them back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. My image and my likeness. They could not differentiate them. And Jesus, Judas had to come and kiss because why? He's one that was taken to Genesis 1, verse 26. So he's one that can differentiate. Look at that pastor. He's a fourth pastor. He's a Judas. Why? What? He's a Judas. Look at the churches where you see them sit down and somebody in the congregation comes out and says, that our pastor is, is not in that guy. That our pastor is not baby like God. That's a Judas. Cast him out. You don't have the time to keep him with you for prayer. That means he will destroy your nation before you wake up. Cast him out. Only Judas could differentiate. Why? Because he was one of those who Jesus took back to Genesis chapter 1 to 27 and 28. To Jesus himself. I, I, I understand what I'm saying. So the idea of God is for man to, when he stands with man, nobody can be able to differentiate between him and man. And I tell people always, when you go to heaven, do you know what God will look like? And they say no. And I say, when you go to heaven, God will look like you. God will look like me. Why? Because he created me his image and like his created me his image and like So when he gets to heaven, everybody look at the face of Elohim. And they say, don't you see me there? I said, no, no, you don't you see me there. It's me, no, it's me. Look at like, it's me. See me, see me, see me, see me. Everybody says, see me. That is the way God created it to be. And that's the reason why when he sent Jesus, he didn't want Jesus to live and look 
vitality. He knew what it meant to be hungry. He knew what it meant to be tired. He knew what it meant to be tempted. <laughs> Why? Today we have, you see, and another reason for this jungle, this rock that is happening in church is because of Christians that are not true to themselves. You are looking for supermen as pastors when Jesus did not come as a superman. Mm. Even the Jesus that saved us did not come as a superman, he came as a perfect man. Yeah. Like, like if, uh, the man of all speaking, he said, when Jesus sat down and Mary, Magdalene came and poured the alabaster, the oil, the, the, the perfume from the alabaster box on his feet, and she was white. She washed his feet with, I'm sorry, anointed him with the perfume of the alabaster box. And then she was washing his feet with her tears and wiping it with her hands, with her hair. Do you know what Jesus was going through? Do you think he was not a man? He was a perfect man, but was still a man. And then you come and say that Jesus was never tempted. He was never, uh, he was never tempted by women. You as a man, let a woman come and do that thing to you. You will know what you go through. But why? Could he stand because the Bible says he was without sin. Are we together? So Jesus, so some people say Jesus was tempted by, death, by, 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 by the devil. He was tempted with the riches of this world. He was tempted with food. Uh, and he was tempted with what? Uh, with, with, with his status with God, even with the Son of God. So those are the only major temptations that Jesus received. He received the temptation of women. Eh. Eh. Let woman be crying at your feet. And using your head to walk to clean your feet and point and right to your head. You know that you will make the same after that experience. But Jesus did not feel the test. Are we together? So he was tempted in every situation. Why? Because God wants us to know that we are not different from him. Are you getting me? We have emotions, he has emotions. He created us with emotions. How can God create you with emotions and you don't have emotions? Eh. Say God, God, God is God. Say God is not feeling what I'm feeling. God is, is, is you don't understand. Bro. You don't understand. You don't feel what I'm feeling. This is not me. Nobody can go. Shut up. Don't let me Jesus went. He went. Uh, you don't understand. This is my tears. Uh, let us see. Did you not see Jesus? <laughs> For heaven to meet it, there must be a contact. And the contact must not be different from humanity. So God had to send Jesus like his brothers and sisters. There is no differentiation. In fact, the problem is that the way Jesus related to his disciples, people must have played down on Jesus' ministry. What kind of a pastor is it that is so flowing with his members, that his leaders, that they cannot even differentiate pastor from leader? By now, the pastor is to be driving a kind of car. Remember, the leaders are not driving another kind of car. Is that not so? The pastor is going to be sitting on a coffee chair and the leaders are sitting on a low, lower kind of chair. There has to be a differentiation. But you know what? When God came to meet man, there was no differentiation. <laughs> we, with our depraved mentality, have been able to differentiate God from man. And that is the greatest plague of the Christian faith. And because we have raised Christians that don't understand the way God operates. And even if you want to try to make them see God and man as God, well, they abuse it. 
He likes obedience from the things he wants. Suffer. The reason for the suffering of Jesus and the temptation of Jesus was for him to, to, to know what we feel, to see what we feel, to experience what we experience, and to understand what we experience. Are you getting it? And without these four things in place, God cannot meet with man. Now, every encounter between God and man is brings God to this point with man. Are you getting it? And brings man to this point with God. Every time the encounter was going to happen, when I had an encounter with God, after the, in the encounter, did you have these three things? Did you feel what God feels? Do you, do you experience what God experiences? Do you, do you see what God sees? And do you understand what God understands? Until these four things are in place, you can never claim to have an encounter with God. That makes us understand that encounters are not one-time occurrences. Encounters are lifetime occurrences. So it means that as a child of God, you don't just have an encounter with God. You keep encountering God until you finish your journey of death. Yeah. Because as you keep growing, you have to keep seeing what God sees. You have to keep feeling what God feels. You have to keep knowing what God knows. You have to keep understanding what God understands. That's why the Bible says, as we beheld in a mirror, so we're changing into the same image from what? From glory to glory. As we beheld, it's a continuous stop. It's a continuous experience. So, so most of the time, people wait for encounter from God, and they, they say they're not getting encounter. The reason why you think you're not getting encounter is because you're not understand what the encounter means. Encounter is to leave you with these four things: seeing what God sees, knowing what God knows, understand what God understands, experience what God experiences. I told um, one of my mentees, I said, until you, until you, until you, God takes you through what He goes through, you cannot be used by Him. Yeah. And some people are saying, Lord, use me, Lord, use me. But are you ready to go through what God goes through? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you set? And until we get to that point, God cannot be wrong with man. There can be no communion. I remember him and the power of his revelation and the fellowship of his suffering. The communion of his suffering. Communion brings us into the place of oneness where we can no longer be differentiated from each other. Are you understanding? Yeah. And that is the desire of God where God and man can no longer be differentiated. <laughs> So Jesus cried out on the cross and continues to ca carry out on the cross and continues to carry out before the Father his duty as our high priest with the experiential knowledge of a man. And that was a perfect God. He had his experiences so he could not be differentiated from his disciples. Are you not saying? What made him and his disciples look like them because he had experienced what they are experiencing. And so you cannot differentiate them. See, Tell me a man who has experienced what God is experiencing. Show me a man who has experienced what God is experiencing. I will show you one that looks like God. Are we together? That's a man who looks like God. That's a man who looks like God. That's a man who looks like God. So, from the cross, he had experiences. Before the cross, he had experience. He carried out his task because he was a bearer 
experience. It was well experienced. That's the first reason. The second reason that Jesus had to be made like his people so he can perfectly make intercession for them. So he can what? Perfectly make intercession for them. Romans chapter 8, verse 34 says, Who is he that condemned it? It is Christ who died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? Now, this intercessory work of, the, of Jesus is now when Jesus was on the cross, he didn't work on redemption and he, he, he ended the cross. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, for the issue of sin, for the issue of sin, Jesus did not finish that work on the cross. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Why? Because sin is not a physical act. The physical act is the end product of sin. Sin is a spirit. Sin is the spirit of the devil. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's a spirit itself. Now, so, how the, how the work of the defeat of sin was not just done only on the cross. Jesus did a part of it on the cross and he finished it off when he went to the right hand of the Father. You understand what I'm saying? When he came with his blood to the Father, he entered into the Holy the right hand of the Holy he said that he entered into the Holy of Holies once and for all. He entered into his blood once and for all and made one atonement for sin. So on the cross, he destroyed the cross, he destroyed the, the, uh, 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 the redeemed man, but the destruction of sin, sin can only be purged by blood. Are you getting me? It can only be covered by blood. The priest has to take the blood of the animal into the holies of God to make atonement for the sin of the people that are outside. So without blood, there can be no what? Without the shedding of blood, there can be no what? Remission of what? Sin. The blood was shed on earth. But for Jesus to finally give a finished work to sin, he didn't do it in the, in the physical form. He did it in the spirit form. He did it before the Father. He took his blood to the Father and said, look at the blood. Yes, this is the blood for the forgiveness of their sin. The Father said it is accepted. Mm. <laughs> and it was in heaven that that job was done. Jesus did it in the spirit realm. <laughs> and he didn't just stop there, he continuously makes what? Intercession. Anytime man, anytime any child of God sins, commit the act of sin, Jesus stands before the Father and shows him his side, shows him his hand, shows him his feet, and then he shows him the blood. No more talking to the Father say, I remember, it is forgiven. So Jesus is not there sitting down and relaxing. No! Jesus never said, my Father, okay, that's why I work. He's still working on in heaven. Now, what is he working on? Making intercession for you and I. Can you keep showing the father the blood? Father, you can't forget this one. See you, see you, see what I went through, see the blood. Hey, hey, see you, see you, see what? 24 7 is made so long as you're on this earth. Are you not saying? He will keep making that intercession on in heaven for us. That act of intercession only stopped when the church had been raptured. And then after the great tribulation, those that we, in fact, the great tribulation it doesn't do that because they are not to pay with their own blood. So that act stopped the moment the church has been raptured. Then Jesus stops that work. Look at the work that is still doing for us. Are we together? Mm-hmm. Amen. He was, he was, uh, um, Jesus was made like his own so that what? He can make perfect intercession for us. Without this experiential knowledge, he will not be able to make intercession. 
If Jesus had no blood, he would have not been able to make intercession. Why? Because he makes intercession in heaven based on the blood. Are you getting me? If Jesus was not good there, if he didn't become a human being like us to be able to receive wounds, he wouldn't have been able to keep making intercession. Why? He makes intercession on the grounds of the wounds. Are you getting me this morning? On the grounds of God, he doesn't come and say, God, eh, please, you have to forgive this person. And this is my son, this is your son. He sinned, but you have to go. No, 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 no. He just, on the ground, this is the evidence to show that I did the work. So, on the grounds of this evidence, this work cannot be a sinner. Are you getting what I'm saying? He cannot be tired as a sinner. But he could only do this if when he became like us. That's why it was very important for him to become like us. And number three, Jesus was made flesh so he can serve God on behalf of his brothers and sisters. Wow. Wow. And when I saw this and I was so excited, I'm like, wow. You see, most of the times in the Christian faith, we have had a lot of teachings that have kept us in bondage. Instead of freeing us, are you getting it? Instead of making us free, it keeps us in bondage. Look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. I read it before. Let's read English again. It's English. For this reason, Jesus became completely like us. Like what completely there? Completely. He didn't be See, some of us are very women of God. They relate to people as if we are a little different from them. When we be a child of God, we are not different from the people we are passing. Are you know what I'm saying? Yes. We are completely like them. Jesus became completely like us because we are his brothers and sisters. He became our kind. Our kind chief priest. Not just a chief priest, he became our kind chief priest. That was why he was not disappearing and appearing like we watch in Hollywood. I know what I'm saying. Because the way we see the chief priest disappearing, he's not our kind chief priest. Are you getting me? He's not our kind. The way he dressed himself is not our kind. But Jesus dressed like us. He didn't disappear and appear to make us that he's our kind. It was after he resurrected that he did not pass through walls. He was no longer our kind. Are you getting it? He became our kind. Who understands us? He always obeys God and he serves God on our behalf. When he resurrected, he was he became our kind in a higher dimension, trying to make us know the kind we can be. Are you getting it? When he resurrected, Jesus became living the world. He said, God says the first because among the brethren. In other words, Jesus became the first new creation. So he was trying to show to us the life that the new creation is to live. Are we together? Alright. Now so he said, who understands us? He always obeys God and he serves God on our behalf. Jesus died so that God could forgive us. God needs to forgive us for everything that, that we do wrong. So Jesus has brought us here to God. The Bible says what? It says he always obeys God and serves God on our behalf. Hear me very well. Jesus is the chief priest while we are the priest. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, we are kings and priests. Are you understanding? He is the chief priest while we are what? The priest. And the chief priest shows the example to the priest. And actually the fact is that in the Old Testament, the chief priest is the one who carries out the work of what? Atonement. There are other priests there. Are you getting me? But he is the one who does that work. Others are what assisting him. We are to assist Jesus. He's the one doing the work. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you coming together? And what does that mean? If Jesus is the chief priest, if Jesus is the chief priest and we are the priest, it actually means that 
that Jesus is the one who obeys God perfectly. And he's the one who actually serves God perfectly. He doesn't just only obey God perfectly, he actually serves God on our behalf. So it, it means that we, we are not actually the one serving God, it's actually Jesus serving God. Mm. So Jesus is the one actually serving God for us. He serves God for us because if the Lord can serve God acceptably, we don't know how to serve God. I mean, it's not Yes. That's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, I think verse 26 says, For we don't have to pray as we want. But the Holy Spirit wants to make an intercession for us in glory that can be That means we don't know what to pray as we want. We don't know how to pray. We don't know what to pray. In fact, we don't know what prayer means. Are you getting what I'm saying? But there's somebody who knows how to pray. Who knows what to pray is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit prays for us. So what do we do? As the chief priest makes prayer for us and we assist him in it. That's why we pray in tongues. He makes an intercession with glory. When we pray, when we pray with the Holy Spirit, we are partnering with him. He's the one doing the work of assisting him. You something? Just with the chief priest, he, 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 there are other priests that assist him, killing the rams, doing this, doing that, doing that. Then he now goes to make that to him. For in serving God, Jesus is the one who serves God acceptably. But we assist him while he's serving God. We are fully, fully. That's why we are followers. See, I am not trying to serve God, Charlie. I'm not trying to serve God. I'm only following the one who knows how to serve God. Hallelujah. And his name is Jesus. I'm not trying to obey God. I'm only following the one who knows how to obey God. And his name is Jesus. That's the Bible said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm not trying to serve him. I'm afraid you don't understand. If I am serving on my behalf, I'm relaxed. Hey, man of God, are you serving God? Jesus is serving you. Child of God, are you serving God? Ah, Jesus is serving you. Mm. So what are you saying? Hey, I'm only afraid you are serving Exactly. Uh, so I'm not that pressure at all. No pressure. Tell me what no pressure. No pressure. If we desire to serve God, we should not try to serve God. We are simply to trust in Him, rely on and depend on Jesus. <laughs> See, the reason why there's really a lot of confusion in serving God in the church today because people are trying to serve God. The Bible says, my flesh shall not be here. The more you keep trying to serve God, you enter into works and you start failing the law. Yeah. You cannot serve God. You are not a chief priest, you are just a priest. I'm not a chief priest, I'm just a priest. You see, I'm a pastor, I'm not a priest. I'm not a chief priest, I'm a priest. As I'm a priest, you're also a priest. You're all priest, priest. And as priest, priest, you're only one. The chief priest is the one who serves God on behalf. He's the one who obeys God. So what are we to do? We have to follow, follow the one who serves God on the behalf. These three reasons are the reason why Jesus became like his son. This morning, we must understand this. And we must appreciate it and appropriate it. When we live like this, we live at peace. See, the reason why there's so much um, hypocrisy cannot live in the church is because people are trying to do what only Jesus can do. You can't suffer. It's only Jesus that can suffer. So why, why are you trying to suffer? You can't obey God. It's only Jesus that can obey God. Why are you trying to obey Him? That's the reason why there's a lot of hypocrisy and humanity. The reason why there's a lot of burnout and all these are not because they are trying to do what only Jesus can do. Stop trying. Start depend. Stop trying. Start trusting.
And this morning I want to make you understand also if there's anyone here, you know that you've not even accepted Jesus as your Savior. Ah, we are better than you. Why do you say so? Because we can even follow you, you cannot even follow. Are you understanding? Yes. We as priests, we can follow you, but you, you cannot follow one is, Your case is so deplorable. If you are here and you want to begin to follow Jesus and begin to look like him, and you and Jesus are differentiated from each other. So you can please God because Jesus does it. I want you to lift up your hands and say this word. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I was. But I also know that you came to die for me. And you resurrected for my redemption and my justification. Jesus, I accept you to my life. From now on, I choose not to try to please God or serve God or obey God. I choose to depend on you, trust you and rely on you. Rely on you and follow you as you serve God acceptably and obey you acceptably. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now pray this prayer for everyone who has received Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone who has received you as a Lord and Savior. I ask Lord that the grace to keep following you will be released today. And for them to always depend on you and not on themselves. Thank you, Lord, and you. In the name of Jesus. We're going to pray this morning. And we're going to say, Lord, help me trust you. We believe you have been blessed by this teaching. We invite you to watch more Techings on Plerud by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna. You can subscribe and watch our YouTube channel for more videos or listen via Grace Life Podcast on Anchor FM. Grace to you.